0: the last few weeks i haven't been a little bit inactive on the podcast for several reasons Uh, i had a holiday we went to italy and also a lot of people right now in europe and the united states are spending their summer holidays so it's very hard to find the guests for the podcast. So when there are these periods of time, I decide to just get off the podcast, off to pushing it through, although it's supposed to be one uh, episode a week. And I spend this time differently doing something else, something that recharges me and I read a lot, uh, or try to uh, in the time I'm not surfing on the internet. So lately I have been reading this uh, book, How to Win Work by Jan Knicker. Uh, The subtitle is The Architect's Guide to Business Development and Marketing. Jan Knicker is a partner at the very famous uh, Dutch architecture office MVRDV. Before that, he has been working for over a decade at OMAs. And the most interesting part of this book and about the author of the book is that Jan Knicker actually is not an architect. He's educated in literature, journalism, communication, PR, and marketing, and that is what he does his focus on the marketing and communication on the strategy of the company and the book it's about exactly that how to win work. I've talked to now a lot of architects and I'm an architect myself and the misconceptions of everyone is that to start a business you have to do competitions and win a competition eventually and then start your own business. Well this is true for a lot of cases but it's also very risky and that's what the book uh, tries to explain. So I'm going to give you a few facts about the book the book it's not that cheap it's about uh, 30 something euros i already ordered, ordered it on amazon i don't have any affiliation link so i'm just showing you the book because i liked it and because i think it's interesting and it's uh, around 200 pages i think the price comes because it's a very niche book it's targeted on architects so it's not possible not probable that a lot of people are gonna buy it outside of the architectural community it touches um many different points It's subdivided in four major sections. There is an introductionary section, Uh, the major section of the book, it's about PR. Then the second biggest section is about business development. And then the last section has eight study cases of eight different architectural practices that have started from zero and have grown in a different way. So it shows that there are multiple ways to start an architecture office and there is not only one. So let's dive deep into the books and the different sections and what I think about it. But before that, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, now might be the right moment to press that subscribe button to like the video. And after you have heard more about the book, you can comment with your own opinions about starting a business and the business of architecture in general. So please try to be active. Also like the videos, this will help the algorithm to push the videos up. In the first introduction segment of the book there are different topics uh, and uh, general arguments about the architecture business which are covered and addressed one major topic with which the book starts it's the free work this is a very big misconception in the world of architects that we have to work for free and also jan touches the topic of of competitions when you participate to open competitions in particular you're betting you're playing against a very high amount of offices all are very talented. all are very motivated and the chances of winning are different so he suggests to calculate what are our actual chances of winning a competition one of the examples he makes in the book is the one of the competition for the Helsinki library where thousands of people participated and they offered their own um, project for free and then in the end, nobody built the building. Be aware that not always competition is the best way to start a practice. Another example that he made, it's a story that I didn't know about, about Björk Ingo's group. Uh, in fact, the office uh, was about to go bankrupt in 2007 before uh, Björk hired um, Sheila, which is the currency of the office and she came from a completely different field Uh, she worked at uh, managing consultants companies and she took over the business part of the company and she changed exactly this problem at the company that work for free and clients that are not paying their fees the address that it's made into this chapter is that you should minimize the risk of working for free and if you do work for free you should be really aware to tell your client that this is a big favor, you're doing them and it's not going to be forever, it's going to be for this one time and that you shouldn't focus um, on just doing passion projects because this is not going to help your practice uh, take off. If, If you have been following the Creative Insider Podcast for longer, you will know that this is part of my personal mission is to help creatives and architects find a way to monetize their work and find a way to live a fulfilled life in which you can have a work-life balance, make money in order to enjoy life outside of the profession. And in my opinion, this is a very big point for the book that addresses directly this problem and gives you uh, different um, perspectives on how to minimize this aspect of the work, especially when you're starting a company. Another interesting part of the initial part of the book is uh, the explanation of the mission and a vision statement, which should be sort of the North star of your newly started company. And you can uh, set this mission statement and vision statement by answering the following questions. So for the mission statement, um, you should answer these following three questions. What do we do? How do we do it? And who do we do it for? I would add to this one thing that I've learned from Simon Sinek, which is the starts with why. So also why do we do it? So these three or four questions, if you want, are very helpful to set up for yourself an idea of what kind of work you will want to do and what kind of clients you will want to have and how you're going to deliver this work, which is the base for your practice. The vision statement is something bigger bigger that might be a little bit... um, Sound a little bit silly if you're just starting a company, but it's supposed to be something bigger than yourself. So the questions you should ask yourself and answer yourself is what are we bringing to the world? What kind of dreams and hope we have and what kind of change we want to bring to our discipline or to our field? so despite this might sound a little bit cheesy and silly to do in the beginning it's something that i think it's very helpful to help you set up a real vision and idea for your future practice as i said before the biggest section of the book is the section focus on the pr so there is uh, one quote from the author of the book which says if i was down to my last dollar i would spend it on pr so many people have the misconception of pr or something that means exclusively public relations um, in a sense of uh, participate on podcasts, participate on TV shows, uh, having articles about yourselves, communicating somehow online in a vlog, in a blog, um, newsletter and so on. But the author, Jan, makes a more holistic point on PR. So the first part of this chapter, he's still focused on setting up the business, which means setting up a business plan and a marketing plan. Uh, He mentions the business plan canvas, something I didn't know about. This is sort of a layout that you can find for free online uh, as a PDF. I'll let you have some links in the description of this video to find it it's uh, a canvas you have to fill I think there are nine points in order to set up the different aspects of how your company is gonna work and based on that you can set up also a marketing plan the thing goes more in depth into the book so um, if you have any other question comment below or get in touch with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever and I'll uh, explain further on uh, how it works or try to explain or contact Ariel Lian if you are not so much trusting me uh, which is another Another thing about setting first a strategy before shooting your ammunitions which means like don't start with a competition but try to think a bit more strategically make a plan make a strategy and then execute it afterwards but PR as I said in the book is not intended only exclusively as communication but it's everything it's basically building your brand building your identity around the mission the vision that you have set up in the first part which i mentioned before building a brand identity he suggests together with a graphic designer because we architects are designers but graphic designers are a level up in the building a brand and a brand identity pr would be the business card you're using the aspects of your office Even the way you dress, the way you communicate, this will help you also decide to who you communicate and who you will be your future clients. But it goes beyond that. It's a very holistic way of thinking PR, also the way you're gonna represent your projects. If you're going to use a rendering or if you're going to use just a collage or the style of the floor plan sections and elevations you're going to represent. You're gonna they, Are they going to be very realistic? Are they going to be rather uh, sketches? Are they going to be rather um, black and white drawings? All of this builds the brand identity and the communication, the, the tone you set with your company and the client you're going to attract. He mentions also a couple of interesting topics about what to do when you do a mistake with your communication. For example, he makes the example of this project on MVRDV called the cloud. These two towers that are joined through a pixelated cloud. And these towers were intended uh, to be for South Korea, but the project was published in uh, an american uh, paper and it reminded a lot uh, to the explosion of the twin towers uh, during 9-11 so there was a big public uh, disagreement with the project in the states and mvrdv were risking to lose a big market as the u.s so they had to do a lot of uh, uh, meticulous pr work to come out of this situation yeah they managed because they have people like jan and um, but Also, this was something very interesting to me. So I think the book gives you a big insight about all these processes that if you're working in an architecture office as just an architect, you don't experience and gives you a little bit of behind the scenes, in particular at the office as MVRDV and then after he has covered all these aspects of pr he goes into business development so let's say the first two chapters are about setting up the company and then also setting up um, sort of like um, nets for catching the client. So the way that you put yourself out there so that you can be found by your clients and the business development is the moment where you are the one going out for a hunt. He explains the dichotomy between having a personal relationship with your client but also having this um financial uh, contractual relationship so t- how to find the right balance because you want to have a good relationship with the clients because we are actually working together the process of um, designing a building and constructing it it's going to be a long one so you want to be in good relationship but also you have to be aware of the aspects of finance and just pure work relationships so one chapter that was very interesting for me was about uh, the real estate fairs. he explains what it's like to go at the MIPIM or the Expo Real which is the biggest German fair on real estate how to dress up on those fairs, how to present your work, how to showcase yourself, how to put yourself out there, what are the advantages. This is something that also, as I said, I've been seeing my boss doing every year, year after year, and um, I never knew exactly what it is about. This year uh, on my social media, I'm getting a lot of commercials from the Expo Real. The tickets are quite expensive, but at some point, probably I will try to go and see what it is in real life to participate in such a fair and to see if there are really potentials to get clients the last chapter so to say the last section of the book it's about these eight study cases he takes uh, eight different offices uh all of them are based in the uk i guess because the book is published by RIBA, which is the royal um, institute for british architecture i think something like that and um so of course the case studies are more oriented to people who are based in the uk but there is one study case that are that is outside of the uk the powerhouse company which is a dutch company also very interesting one um and um i don't want to mention all of them because there's a long list i'll try to contact each of the offices and have them on the podcast so that we can have a conversation. I like this very much because it really shows how there is not only one way to do it. Uh, There are multiple ways. For example one company started uh, with a project that went viral on social media. Another company started by focusing on building a very close relationship with the community around one company it's starting to have a complete control over the full process and develop developing uh, their own projects as a developer, not only as an architect. So it shows that there are multiple ways and exactly it's what I wanted to address is that we architects don't always have to do competitions, 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 risk, risk, risk in order to start a company from zero and get some work. Uh, so this was very, very helpful, very interesting. Um, and I think it's most, most valuable is that this person the author Jan he is not an architect but he's involved in architecture so he knows the passion that we have as creatives as designers but also has a very so to say con point uh, business uh, view on the on the business I want to thank Cosimo Scotucci, who was our guest on the podcast he works at MVRDV He's a great architect, great designer, does also great projects, and he uh, set me in touch with Jan. Uh, Fortunately, Jan very kindly rejected uh, my invitation for the podcast for reasons I don't want to endorse, but he was really kind and it was not like a cold no. Uh, But um, one thing that I already posted on LinkedIn and I opened up about is that, I really like his book and I think it's when you read it, it's very easy to read. The language is really plain. Also, Jessica Cullen, who was the editor of the book, did a great work because I guess he's not a native um, English speaker. My idea would be to do an experiment and to not only read the book and get this pump of energy about uh, building a company, but actually starting the process step by step. Of course, integrating with other books that I've read. For example, the Archipreneur books, uh, the two books. Uh, that are very popular in the architectural community. Also, Personal MBA, it's a great book. The Startup Method, Hacking Road, all these books about business, using the different learnings to start a company from zero. And uh, I want to do this in a very public way, uh, by streaming it, by doing videos about each single process. For example, how do you set up the vision? What would be my vision? How do you set up a business plan? How I would set up the business plan? Not everything is going to be smooth. I will be doing a lot of mistakes for sure. Uh, But the ideas would be to do it very publicly so that uh, whatever I do wrong or right, you will know about it and you will be able to repeat the process step by step in your own way, sort of. And it will be documented out there for other people who want to do it. So I expressed this idea to to Jan in, in his email with which he rejected the invitation to the podcast he was so kind though to eventually offer further mentoring and he said he's very curious and excited about this idea and he would follow me and follow up to see what is going to happen if i proceed with doing it so now my question is to you i'm really curious to know if you would be interested in such a format if would be something interesting because also one thing that is very frustrating to me is that i've been hearing a lot of times no this is not possible it's not possible to start a company it's super hard why would you do it it's so dumb so hard there is no chance so i think we millennials and gen z's if you're gen z we're more positive about this topic so i'm really curious to know if you would be interested in such a format to follow up to to do it and um If you are, drop me a comment or write on Instagram at DCI Podcast or on LinkedIn, you'll find me by searching my name Georgi starsky let me know if you would me would like me to do it if you would like me to do it all live stream or if i should first do the things and record videos maybe a live stream will be very boring or maybe both i do a live stream and then i do a concentrated video for the people who are impatient and don't want to follow these things so i'm really curious yeah about this uh, i really suggest you this book again how to win work by Jan knicker i've No, whatever affiliation or i'm not getting any money so i'm just doing it because i like the book let me know in the comments your opinion about my idea and about starting a company from zero by following advices from this book and others So thank you very much for listening. Soon we'll be back with uh, new guests. Uh, We're working on very exciting guests from major offices. So stay tuned, subscribe, share this video, like it so that other can uh, be reached. And thank you very much again for listening to The Creative Insider and watching it if you're on YouTube. Bye-bye.